to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. All right. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, and welcome. This is, um, my name is Marin. And this is, uh, my name is Emily. <laughs> and this is um, Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. The um, short second life of Brie Tanner. Volume two. I love it. Yeah. So today we are talking about Thursday. So this is the Thursday before the big battle. Mm -hmm. It's pages 26 or yes, 26 through 51 of The Short Second Life of Brie Tanner. And where this matches up in Eclipse is like chapter 14-ish. Ish. So it's Thursday. Thursday, if you'll remember, we left off with Brie finding the house burned down. The sun is coming up. She's about to start freaking out. She's really scared because she's afraid that when the sun comes up, she's going to be dusted. <sighs> she, she watched too much Buffy. She watched a lot of Buffy, which is, I get it. I've watched all of it millions of times. When a vampire gets hit by sunlight mm -hmm. it burns up and dies they turn into a flame and then they turn into a pile of dust and she's like oh this uh and i could only imagine that the burst would be very very painful it would go very fast though brie yeah that death would be way less painful than the like it human be. to vampire death <laughs> the vampire to dust death fast, easy no super problem fast might even feel good because it's like <laughs> can finally be warm to your bones really cold and now it's like you're just real hot i guess <laughs> um diego so, though he knows the place here's the thing he, she's like what are we gonna do before any of that happens she's like what are we gonna do if we can we go should we go into the roof or do you think we'd be safe down there and he's like don't freak out 
and he's like super calm and she's like why is he so calm mm-hmm. so they they go jump off the cliff they she's like maybe if we go under the water we won't get burned what is going to happen is that she's about to learn that she's being lied to and I feel like this is such a dangerous lie to tell because the second they find out that they've been lied to, not only are they going to realize that they're way more powerful than they thought they were, but also they're going to be so mad. Mm-hmm. So Diego, I, um, he just like, he's like, all right, I've got this place. We're going to go in there. They go in and they sit and it's underwater, but they swim around and they pop up through this little cave. It's a tiny, tiny little cave. Mm-hmm. She says it's the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. Um, and she could see the shape of Diego's fingers repeated again and again in the texture of the wall. So he has dug out this little space. And she's like, whoa, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, it's better than Freaky Fred's backside. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still so young that it's hard for her to trust an actual friendship. And that's what Diego wants. So they just kind of sit there and look at each other for a minute. And she's like, gosh, with anybody else, I'd be like totally nervous because I'm so close to this person. I can smell him and he's really close and he could just kill me in like two seconds. But she's not really scared. And so they kind of like get to know each other. Like he's like, how old are you? And she's like, three months. I told you that. And he's like, no, that's not what I <laughs> but meant. before. Like, how old were you? And she's like, oh, I, uh, geez, nobody's ever talked to me about like human stuff before. I yeah. don't, I guess I was f- like 15. I don't know. Was I past my birthday? Like this poor baby doesn't even know that it was past her birthday. Mm-hmm. And so, and we actually learned through the, um, is it called the illustrated guide? Yeah. We learned through the illustrated guide that it was actually her birthday. It was, her well, it was right on birthday. her birthday. Yeah, so it's really sad. She almost got a birthday cheeseburger. Oh, man. That's all I want. Right. Literally. Yeah. So, you know, she's like, how about you? And he's like, I was just past my 18th. So close. And she goes, close to what? And he goes, getting out. Yep. And then he just leaves it at that. But we find out, you know, he was... He had also a very sad, sad life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, you have done really well since you got here. You've survived. You've avoided the wrong kind of attention. And she's like, oh, one time my arm did get pulled off. And he's like, yeah, one time my knee got like taken off too. Right. Uh, happens to everybody. Yeah. He compliments <laughs> her about like, you're such a good vampire. And then they're like, but why aren't everybody else smart vampires like why are they just filling this house with a bunch of stupid idiot vampires when obviously it's less common perhaps to get a vampire who like can think right but it's not impossible so he's like all right i want to know what's really going on like what is riley up to he keeps bringing the most random kids to her why does it why it doesn't seem to matter to riley if it's someone like you or someone like that idiot Kevin and she's like what do you mean mm-hmm. what do you mean someone like me and he's like well look at yourself you're like you're smart you're not messing around you keep you keep quiet you keep your head down and he's like <laughs> he says something so funny he goes you're the kind of the that Riley should be looking for the smart ones not those stupid gangbangers that Raul keeps bringing in I bet you weren't some junkie hoe when you were human <laughs> and I was like whoa and she shifted on the word human Human mm-hmm. made her really uncomfortable, but uh-huh. Ho didn't. And I was like, yeah, girl. 
She's like, but I was. Were you a proud hoe? Heck yeah. Get it. Nothing wrong with that, Diego. Get it. And so um, she's like, "Uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't remember much, but I do remember thinking there was nothing more powerful on this planet than just plain old hunger. And it turns out thirst is worse. And he goes, sing it, sister. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, man. But I think yeah. I'm thinking about something different. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> they get it. They talk about their human lives for a little bit. And Bree's like, yeah, man, I was just always hungry all the time. Never had food. And he's like, yeah, I get it. And he tells her a little bit about like how he's lucky that he didn't really get in with a bad crowd. But his brother did. Yeah. And his brother died. And so he went to go after the guy who did it, but he ended up being outnumbered. And then Riley showed up and he's like, hey, dude, want a different life? And Diego was like, yes, please. And he just goes with her or goes with him. Yeah, immediately. Uh, He's like anything, literally anything, because if I stay here, I'm going to die. So I'll go with this great, big, scary white guy. That's fine. Uh Which like. Oh, that's so problematic. Yeah. White savior. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So here's this like poor little brown boy getting about to be killed by gang. And then a white boy comes and saves him, but then turns him into a vampire. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, that kind of makes sense. I mean, all Riley did to get me was offer me a burger. But that's better. It is better. I'd rather want to, I'd rather have a burger than just leave with some guy. True. (laughs) But the burger never came. Give me a burger. <laughs> he, he, she calls it Riley and the Cheeseburger of Pain, which is like that sounds like the, a cool like Harry Potter cousin book. Oh, Riley the and the Cheeseburger of Pain. pain. Yeah, definitely a children's <laughs> book for sure. <laughs> but here's the sad thing though is that like Riley. So when he found her, she's sitting there, and he just comes up to her and he's like, um, "Do you want a?" burgery hungry and she's like oh my gosh yes and so they go to the mall or whatever and she's like I figured I knew what he would want in exchange for the meal and I would have given it to him too not because he was so pretty to look at but because I hadn't eaten anything but trash for two weeks I'm just real mad that people are hungry mm-hmm. it's there's no reason for it there's no reason in this world not just this country like I would like to say there's no reason in this country but there's no reason in this entire world that any person even one person should be hungry nobody should be there's plenty of food the fact that we have to pee for food is beyond ridiculous there's a surplus of available food everywhere and we have to buy it so much of it gets thrown away and it's expensive it's ridiculous and it's getting more expensive yeah since the since um the pandemic started um grocery prices have gone up i believe that also every time something gets trendy prices go up i was reading a post the other day about how some celebrity was talking about how good cereal was they never really had cereal before but they started eating cereal and they're like man this stuff is good and people were so mad because they're like, no, the second the celebrities makes eating cereal cool, cereal is going to go from a low cost item to a high cost item and is then going to be unavailable for the people who it is made for at that lower price point so they can afford it. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how the same thing happened with brisket. Brisket was the meat that people didn't want. And so they could buy Ugh. pounds and pounds of it for just a couple dollars and feed a lot of people until barbecue brisket became a thing. And all these rich people started paying a lot of money for it. And suddenly you can't buy brisket at a lower price point anymore. And so 
people who are poor and can't afford food just have to keep getting more and more smart about the food that they purchase and how they use it, which should never, ever well, <laughs> be a problem. I just don't want to exist is. anymore. Isn't that horrifying? Can I so stop sad? existing? <sighs> I don't think I can. I don't. I mean. <sighs> he goes, you must have been pretty hungry. And she goes, damn straight. And she, he goes, so why were you so hungry? Because I was stupid and ran away before I had a driver's license. But she wasn't stupid. She was desperate. Mm-hmm. She was desperate to get away from her father, who we have found out also from the illustrated guide. Her father not only beat her, also beat his wife so bad that he actually murdered his wife, who was Bree's mom. Mm-hmm. So she was not being stupid and running away. She nope. was desperate to get away from an abusive re- relationship where she had no other choice. Yep. He would have killed her. Yeah. Yeah. So she chose hunger over abuse. Yeah. I'm also very angry that people are mean to kids and that it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. These are, I believe the children are our future. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Yeah. Like how there's no other way to say it than like literally they are our future. Mm-hmm. And if we're mean to them, it, the cycle of horridness is going to continue yeah think of if there was just literally one generation where everybody was nice to their kids think of it everybody where every parent was kind and respectful and loving and understanding of their children instead of mean and shaming them and beating them and Mm -hmm. calling them names and making them feel stupid all the time yeah Imagine. Imagine. It would be wonderful. Totally. So I feel really angry at like everything we've been talking about. Yeah. I'm angry at Jacob Black for all the shit that he did to Bella. I'm angry at everybody for being so horrible to these children. I mean, Diego had a terrible life. Bree had a terrible life. These children were forgotten and they were then kidnapped by Riley and brought to... Victoria and it's gross and sad yeah so they as they're talking they come up to the conclusion that Riley just needs numbers Mm -hmm. and not brains right he just needs bodies he just needs strength yeah and they're like we're just pawns Mm -hmm. in whatever game is happening and Brie is like all I really know is vampire 101 which she's gonna learn she took the wrong course on in a second yeah and she also notices how being with Diego is the first time she's actually been able to think about something other than how thirsty she is. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's what cult leaders do. They hate it when you think about other things. Yeah. So this is a cult. Like, okay. So back in New Moon, Jacob was like calling the Colons a cult. No, 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 no. This is a cult. This is a group where the leader is doing anything they can do and saying anything to get these kids to stay around lying to them about every single thing and not letting them have any thought other than their hunger and their thirst and fighting with each other. Yep. So they love it. They hate it when you think about other things because then you start to ask questions and then you start to learn things. Yeah. So, and she says, Diego was my first friend in this life, but I wasn't his. Riley wasn't Diego's friend either. So Diego is like, he felt like he had a connection with Riley, but Riley's just lying to him. Yeah, as Riley soon as doesn't he care spends, about Diego at all. Yeah, as soon as he spends like a, a night with Bree, he's like, oh, 
Yeah, what I have with Riley, not friendship. Like, I barely know this girl, but I can already tell that we're closer than I've ever been with Riley. Yeah, it's so sad. And then, uh, and then he goes, we'll have to listen more carefully, which is so smart. Yes, educate yourself. Leave leave your cult. Yes. Leave it. (laughs) Call your dad. Leave the cult, (laughs) as they say. As they do say. Um, uh Uh-oh, though, because guess what? Mm. It's starting to get a little bit light. Uh Uh-oh. In here uh diego is that normal well he's like oh some dim light gets in here on sunny days it doesn't hurt shrugs <laughs> <laughs> seriously brie i've been down here before during the day i told riley about this cave and how it was mostly filled with water and he said it was cool when i needed to get out of the madhouse anyway do i look like i got singed and her mind is blowing up yeah she's like wait no i just don't uh what do you mean i don't uh she's dealing with some major cognitive dissonance right now yeah and he's like oh it's it's okay let me prove it to you i'll go out a little bit and you'll see that i don't get burned (laughs) and so he like floats away a little bit and she's like don't do that (laughs) oh man but guess what he doesn't get burned and he's also like brie guess what One time I just like stood under a shady tree outside during the day (laughs) and she's like, that's a straight up lie. Yeah. Or is it? No, no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What? And then he goes, maybe Riley doesn't know as much as he says he does. And then she's like, but wait a minute. What about those kids? Steve and Shelly and Doug and Adam, they all died in the sun. Riley saw their ashes. And Diego's like, mm. or did he? <laughs> <laughs> and this just inspires Diego to tear down all, everything he knows about being a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Well, so okay. So she's like, everyone, everyone knows that old timey vampires had to stay in coffins during the day to keep out of the sun. That's common knowledge. And he's like, but well, wait a minute, what would they be doing? in a coffin all day long it's not like we have to sleep and she's like oh and he's like it's not like they could we because in the in the old stories they say that they're completely dead uh when they're in their coffin and humans can just kill them but guess what do you think a human could kill me and she's like uh i don't uh what and he's like here let me show you Mm -hmm. and he like digs and digs and he grabs this big root Uh uh-huh right yeah he's like you think this thing is gonna kill me and she's like i don't know maybe wood has like special killing powers maybe it's mr pointy no girl (laughs) i don't think so so he and she's like well i I mean it's not like i would stand still and let a human stake me and he's like i guess i'll stake myself (laughs) (laughs) grabs it thrusts it into his chest of course nothing happens it just (laughs) explodes basically she's aghast yeah she is (laughs) she's like but maybe it's different if a human does it yeah i bet you felt really magical when you were human (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like well okay i can't be staked so well he goes what if the stories are exactly that Mm -hmm. made up he's smart to go slow Mm -hmm. like telling someone that everything they've ever believed is wrong can backfire. Mm-hmm. So he's got to do like one thing at a time. Like, first yeah. of all, I can sit in this like indirect sunlight and I'm just fine. Second of all, I literally can't be staked. Uh, also, we don't sleep. So it's not like being in a coffin would mean anything. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so she's slowly like, I mean, for a vampire, this is super slow. 
Yeah, totally. Well, and I like that he has her think about it and then tells her what he thinks about it and then shows her mm-hmm. that it's wrong. And he's really smart, too, because he goes, this helps a lot, you know, talking about it. It helps mm-hmm. me focus. And she's like, me, too. I don't know why I never thought of any of this before. It seems so obvious. But mm-hmm. working on it together, I don't know. I can stay on track better. So he's super smart to be like, I've already thought about this, but she's not going to believe me. So if I just, like, tell her that she's helping me understand it, then maybe she'll get it. And she does. Yeah. He makes friends like I do, because on the next page, he's just like, what, uh, you don't want to be BFFs? Right. And she's like, what? And he's like, come on, please be my best friend. And I'm like, that's how I make friends. I just like be really stupid and funny and then beg. Please be my friend. Cool technique. I think it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You have a lot of friends, though. I tried it last year with some of the parents at CL school, and they just think I'm super weird. (laughs) Whatever. Yes. Uh, They do agree. Best friends forever. But the secret handshake is good. It's got to wait. Sometimes you have to figure it out because you want it to be funny. Uh So you don't want to just like come up with something and then you're stuck with something lame. True. (laughs) Uh, They talk more about Riley and... So Diego's like, okay, either he's clueless, misinformed, <laughs> or he's lying or to lying. us. Or lying. And, you know, I feel like there's an important lesson here in this book specifically about questioning literally everything you've been taught mm-hmm. and finding out the truth for yourself. Totally. That's also, really important. people can be doing all of the above. Totally. People can be stupid and... Then they're lying because they just don't know. Right. They think that they're right and they just don't even realize that they aren't. And so then they just go and tell all of these people these lies. <laughs> and it's and a problematic. Lot of that and this isn't, I think that Riley, like one of the things I didn't know about Riley was I was just like, does he, is he, does he know that he's lying about the sunlight? And I think we find out later that he actually does believe that if he goes out in the sunlight, he'll die. Um, which I think is very interesting that even he hasn't tested that. Even he doesn't know the truth of that. Yeah, well, Victoria's got him wrapped oh, yeah. around her finger. So he is clueless and misinformed and lying yep. to all to these kids. Yep. Um, and then Diego just <laughs> so starts digging again. <laughs> well he well, so but before he goes he stood up in the extra ceiling space. He just carved out, started digging again. Da, 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 da. She goes, you better be digging for garlic. <laughs> and then he goes, he looks at her and he goes, the stories aren't real, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> he just yells that down. He keeps digging. Uh, he, she slides most of the way out of the escape channel because yeah, she's, like, she's very scared. Uh, he gets real close to the surface. She's freaking out. She's like, my only friend is going to die. She goes, please stop, Diego, mm-hmm. knowing he would probably laugh. And then he goes, trust, Bree. And so she just waits there. And he goes, almost, okay. And then he drops back down. And he has a bigger, longer route. Uh, and he's like, See, it's fine. And he goes, I'm not completely reckless. I've got precautions. And then he just takes this root and he stabs it into the rock uh-huh. and busts a big old hole in the in the roof yes. of his cave. So now they have this shining, shimmering, splendid <laughs> beam of light that has filled this whole cave. And no one's burned yet. No, so. not yet. But they haven't stuck their finger in. Yeah. 
Diego, though, he's going for it. He's reaching <laughs> a palm up right into that beam. But Bree is like, no, BFF, how dare you? Tackles him. <laughs> Tackles pushes to the other side and she's like oh no my leg definitely got in that light is it gone she doesn't even look she like just sits against the side just like scared to death i'm not even gonna look at my foot (laughs) and he's like brie did you see that and she goes how bad is it (laughs) he's like what and she's like my leg just tell me what's left (laughs) and he goes your leg looks fine Uh uh-huh she's fine she's fine it's fine nothing happened but because you're freaking out you missed your dazzling ankle So he's like, check this out. And don't be afraid because I just saw that it didn't burn your leg off. And so he goes and he sticks his hand in the thing and it's just so beautiful in there. They are just hanging out in a cave, sparkling and looking fine. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Bree's like, what? He's like, Bree, you have to try this. (laughs) Heck yeah, I do. And she's like, oh, I couldn't think of a reason to refuse. No, it's cool. And I was curious. <laughs> Do it. So Stick your I hand. Just, like slid over and she's like, no burn. And he's like, none. It just reflects off of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cool. And then she goes, do you think Riley knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, she puts her hand into the Let me light. try this. <laughs> and then Diego's like, maybe, maybe not. And she goes, why wouldn't he tell us if he did? What would be the point? So we're walking disco balls. <laughs> and it's because he's trying to hold the cult together. Yeah. But also, I think he doesn't know. So Diego's like, I can see where the stories come from. Imagine if you saw this and you were human. Wouldn't you think that that person just burst into flames? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. But, you know, one arm dazzling is one thing, <laughs> but a whole body dazzling is something else. So they're immediately like, let's go outside. Yeah, dude. And they go up to the top of wherever this little cave thing is oh, that they're in. Oh, man. They go into a grassy knoll and they have their own little meadow scene. They do. They just sit and sparkle and look at each other. It is really beautiful. They she decides right then and there that he that they're a bonded pair. Yep. I love him and I would do anything for him. It was that fast. The end. Just like that. And he's already decided, you can tell. Yep. Uh, it's beautiful. And they have a meadow scene. It's so gorgeous. She's not even distracted by the humans. Um, then a big cloud comes, they look kind of normal again, um, but she's still like, oh man, I just love him so much. And then she's like, do we tell Riley? Do we think he doesn't know? And Diego was like, I don't know. Let's think about this as we track them. And, you know, we're going to have to be careful. It's during the day. And he goes, let's be ninjas. And she nods and she goes, super secret ninja club sounds way cooler than the whole BFF thing. Totally. I love it. They're so cute. And they decide to go and start sniffing. Yeah, they have to find their guys. (laughs) Oh, really cool. Yeah. Really cool. So Brie, they are finding out stuff. She's got a friend. And Diego has a friend, which makes me really happy. Uh, I think they're really sweet together. And mm-hmm. I like that they're going to leave their cult. Do you think they're going to leave their cult? What do you think? They're going to do some cult digging <laughs> for sure. See what the truth is before they just leave. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I definitely am going to talk about this in the next little section, but I'm like, 
why don't they just leave? True. <laughs> I hate that they go back. Leaving is like never a bad option if you think about it. <laughs> you know something good is going. Leaving is fine. There's just the unknown is very scary, which is why most people don't leave. True. Because it's it's easier to stay where you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. than to go somewhere where you have no idea. It is scary. Yep, totally. It's really scary. All right. Okay. So that was Brie, uh, section two. The next section will be chap will be pages fifty one through seventy six. Heck yeah, it is, and that matches up with chapter sixteen of Eclipse. And you guys are not going to believe what happens next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. All right. Okay, we'll see you then. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.